0: That's great. You can see this handsome man in the picture. (laughs) This is uh, where I went to Egypt some years back. Uh, I've been there a few times to Egypt and mainly to train the pastors and leaders over there about 180 uh, uh, Egyptian LGBT pastors and leaders. So in one of the trips, we visited. This place is called Cave Church. And so the people, this, they have built this church uh, inside a cave. And the capacity of people can sit there is about 10,000 people, yeah. And also outside, I hope it's even outside, way, outside the cave. So now about 20,000 people can sit over there. And this is how uh, it looks like. And uh, just to show you the picture. And to just to give you the background of it, you know, uh, we visited uh, quite a few places where the sculpting monks they have a monastery. And most of this monastery they have built in some caves in mountains. And the reason they started building this, uh, you know, monastery in the caves. It is to escape from the persecution and to hide in some place and to be secluded from the world so that they can in this cave and meditate and pray and do their stuff. So what happened was, in this particular place, So in 1970, um, the Egyptian government, which is kind of dominated by the Muslims, they decided to gather all the garbage collectors from the city because they were scattered everywhere, and put them all together in this one town, which is uh, in the foothills of this mountain. And uh, most of them are Christians garbage churches over there, you know. So they decided to put them in this one place. So three, three monks or three ministers of the Coptic church, what they decided to do was just one day pay a visit to this people, you know, in this town. And when they saw the, uh, the issues, the problems that they were facing, they were very touched. And one uh-huh. day they Praying in this cave, and there was a strong wind that blew over this town, that you know blew away all the garbage that they have, all the papers and everything. And it seems while they were praying, one of the papers just blew and came and fell down in front of them. And when they picked it up, it was a Bible scripture, and God spoke to them to build the church in that cave. And that's how we started the church over there. People started coming, you know, in hundreds and then in thousands. And every Friday they have church service over there. And, um, you know, they pray for the sick and things happen. People get healed. Even all the Muslims, they come for the church service in that place. It is amazing, you know, if you just go down that mountain, you know, now, This is the photo you can see the crowd in that place in that cave, you know? And then this is the place, the town, and the photos of that mountains. You know, I mean, it is very chaotic when you're know, traveling from that place. Um, and from that rubbish, from that garbage, you know, God did something beautiful. And for this month, they thought they will build this cave where they can hide. They can. Is secluded from the world, but God had some better ideas. Amen? Mm-hmm. And that's what today I would like to share with you on this subject. I am hiding in your king. I am hiding in your king. This is the story about David. Now David, he was running away from Saul. Because there was a threat to his life. Not only to his life, but to his family. So the word of God says here, David therefore departed from from there and escaped to the cave of Adam. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. So all his family members, they decided, okay, we will all go and hide in this cave and they. So they all went, but not only that, but it says in verse 2, And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented, gathered to him. So he came to Noah there, and there were about 400 men with him. Just imagine, David is facing his own issues, his own problem. He's not Hiding in that cave. It reminds me of one more person who was hiding in the cave, and that was Lot and his two daughters. If you know the story, Lot and his family were living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Gomorrah where they thought everything would be fine, everything would be good. But things went wrong. And then the children of God came. God destroyed that city. Somehow, Lot, his wife, and his two daughters managed to escape. But his wife was thrown onto the backstage of the back, she turned into a pillar of stone. And then the Lord. With his two daughters, it says the Lord went out of Zoab and dwelt in the mountains and his two daughters were with him, and here it says for he was afraid, he was afraid to dwell in Zoab and he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave, dwelt in a cave. Lord's tragedy made him afraid, and he decided to live in the cave. Many times, our tragedy might be rejections, failures, abuse, from an incident that happened in your life takes you into the cave of life. Where you want to escape from all that that you have faced in the past. And you somehow go into that cave, the cave of your life then that is a place where you lose your confidence, you're afraid to be hurt again, and you're afraid to be rejected again. And that is a place where you don't want to be a failure again. For you, it might think that that is a safe place to be in. And many of us, we can be in that cave of life like Lord. It's like that kid, and he said, I mean, cry. I have no refuge, no one cares for my life. How do you offend that? When no one is concerned for you, no one cares for your life, as if you are walking that journey in your life on your own. That loneliness that you are going through. As I said to you even before in my meetings, you know you may have, 1,000 Facebook friends, but still, you can go to that loneliness to your life. And that's what David was reading. He says, No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the It takes a lot to say that when you are going facing that situation. How do you respond when you go through that, that similar situation that David went David says, no one cares for me, no one is concerned for me, I'm going through this trouble, I'm going through this pain. But then he says, I cry to the Lord. To who? To the Lord. And he says, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living." I want to encourage you and challenge you, people of God. We don't know what future holds for us. We don't know what's going to happen to this world. At least we, you know, through this pandemic, we got some glimpse of what trouble can be. But in future, if we face those challenges, Are you able to say, Lord, in all my trouble, in all my challenges, you are my refuge, my posture in the land of the living? Then he says in verse 6, Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Here, here David is very feeling low. Emotionally, he is very low. He's crying out to God very desperate. And then he says, Bring my soul out of prison. That I may praise your name, the righteous that surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. So here David is saying, Bring my soul out of prison. Soul is a place where your emotions are there, your intellect is there, and you see all my emotion as if my emotions, everything i got as if I'm in that prison, God. And he's saying, praying, Lord, bring me out of that prison. Then I'm prison in prison. And then he says, the righteous shall surround me. The righteous shall surround me. You know, when we go through trouble, that's the beauty of the church. When someone goes to trouble, there are other people in the church, the righteous, that surround you, pray for you, encourage you, bring you up, support you, meditate. With him, with him went down and fought against the Philistines. And David grew faint. What does it say? David grew faint. He can be happy. Because he was fighting one after the other the battle. Do you feel like sometimes you're fighting the battles of your life, one after the other? One battle you fight, and then there comes the, after the other battle. Your energy, emotionally, is draining. And that's what happened to David. It says David grew faint. But then something happens. Then Ishti Banan, who was one of the sons of the giant, you know, the weight of his bronze spear was 300 shares, he was bearing on his sword, thought he could kill David. So there was this giant. He saw the weakness of David. He saw that David is growing faint. He thought he would take that opportunity and kill him. I'm telling you, when you are in the most vulnerable place, when you are in the weakest form of your life, the enemy thinks, this is a good opportunity to destroy this person. And they were looking able to avoid their attacks on you even longer. So he thought he would kill David. But you know what happened? 2nd Samuel 21 17 says, But Abishai, the son of Syria, came to his aid and struck the first man and killed him. Abishai. Came to the aid of David and helped David to destroy the enemy. That's what the church is all about. When someone is weak, someone is in that place where they are be encouraged one, being one. And that's what I'd like to see the church be. You know, I don't know whether I share to you this example. You know, the Bible speaks about the church as being a building. Now if you, now there are few builders here. Now when you build a wall, just imagine the thing in your mind. You take bricks, put bricks on top of each other, and just leave it there. And someone comes on the way and they keep that wall, that wall before, but if you lay those bricks on top of each other and build the wall and cement it, that cement keeps that wall strong. It won't be easy to break. And you know, bricks are used and me cement is the cement of love. When we cement each other with love, we will all remain strong. Amen? Mm -hmm. We will all remain strong. And here, talking about David, Amishnadi came to his age. And then going back, you know, to David's story, where he was hiding in the cave. It says that he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. Now for David, that cave became his stronghold. many times when he lived in that cave of life which I you close yourself in, and where you are discouraged, disheartened, you don't have that confidence to take that step further in anything that comes in your life. You don't want to take the challenges of life. You don't want to step forward for the Lord. And you just remain where you are, it can become a stronger of your life. But one thing, the good news is this that God watches, God sees, He knows, He knows your weakness. He looks at you and He wants you to come out of that stronghold, that cave of your life. And that's what happened to, you know, David. But there was another man called Elijah. Now the scripture says in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. You know, this is the man who had brought fire from heaven. Burned the sacrifice, and you know, he gave great victories to the people of Israel. He saw this mighty miracle. And the next moment, what happens to Elijah is he's, he's running away from Jezebel. And the scripture says Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. And then it says, why he himself went to Lay down under the bush and fell asleep. Here is a mighty man of God who saw great miracles. But he is facing that lowest point in his life where he doesn't want to live anymore. He wants to die. He has given up. He had given up. And then it says in verse 9, of chapter 9, verse Kings, it says, then he went into a cave. He went into a cave and spent the night. For Elijah, he thought he would go and hide himself in that cave and remain there as long as he can, you know, and to be safe in that place. For a life I have thought that I would make this cave much stronger, and I remained remain there, but then something happened, it says, and the word of the Lord came to me. that place. In other words, God is saying come out of it. Don't remain here. And then you know the leader of the Lord says to Elijah, Elijah God is going to visit you. And Elijah is waiting. Then there is a strong wind, there is an earthquake, there is a storm and he thought God will speak to him. God will be in it. But then he hears the still small voice, God speaking to him, again asking that same question, What are you doing here that? And God told him to go, to go, come out of that cave and go.
1: Because God had not finished with him, God had a plan
0: and purpose for his life. In the same way, let me tell you, if you're feeling good this morning, if you're in that cave of your life, God has not finished with you. God has a plan and purpose for your life. And He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to come out of that cave of fun. And for Samuel, uh, uh, for David, going back to the story, it says, Now the prophet Gad said to David, do not stay in the stronghold. Depart and go to the land of Judah. The prophet of God came and said, David, don't remain where you are. Car off that cave. Car off that cave and go to the land of Judah. Because I am not finished with you. I have a plan and purpose. Your life is not just way to end me that cave, but I will do a beautiful thing out of your life. Amen? Yes. And that's why the word of God says, the last scripture which I want to share is Acts 13:36. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. It says, David had served God's purpose in his own generation. But you might say, hang on when I The story of David's life, it looks like a lot of failures in his life. A lot of failures, a lot of weaknesses. But David was a man of God's own heart. Amen. In spite of all that he had got in spite of all the failures, in spite of all that hiding that he went through, his heart was for God to seek God and to do his will. I want to challenge for you for Your attitude with God will determine how you look at the battles of your life. How is your relationship with God? When you are at the same attitude, you may struggle to fight, but when you fight from higher altitude, you have the advantage and you can win. Higher attitude you have. Will give you a better perspective to deal with every situation of life. Bring your relationship with yourself. Lead the God. Pray, fellowship, serve God. As you do it, no matter what comes in your life, you the challenges, you will be able to face it and overcome it. Do not step back, step forward. Do not hide in your cave, but come out of that cave, because God has not finished with you. God has a great plan and purpose. Amen. Amen?